Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back. This is our daily devotional for September the 6th, 2023. I'm coming to you from my office, my study here at Old Providence Associate Reform Presbyterian Church. Um, this is my lair. There's a lot of different things in here that are interesting. There's uh, there's walrus tusks and whale's teeth in front of me, and I I, I killed that, and I, I killed that over there, and you know all sorts of interesting stuff. But uh, I have an entire corner dedicated to very very interesting things. But anyway. Feel free to stop by and I'll give you a, a grand tour. I'll put the velvet ropes up, of course, before anybody shows up. But anyway, I appreciate the people at Old Providence for having such a fine office for me and for putting up with uh, some of the more um, eccentric things that I have in here. Anyway. It is so good to be back with you all this morning. I appreciate your kindness as this is our first week back. Um, if this is your first time joining us, I'd encourage you to go back and watch Monday and Tuesday's devotionals. Because what we're doing right now is we're talking before we get back into the book of Acts, and we're going to pick up where we left off. But before we do that, we're talking first about how to read your Bible. The, the the very simple subject of how to read your Bible and how to read your Bible well. And we've talked about some interesting things in our first two times back. We've talked about translations, uh, which translations are faithful translations that, that I would recommend to you, which translations you should probably stay away from. We've talked about different tools. Yesterday, we spent quite a, a good bit of time talking about study Bibles, about reference Bibles. If you do get a reference Bible and you need some help figuring out how to do that, you know, sometimes people pick one up and, and I'm just looking here. I, I've got it open to Psalm 119. I'm, I'm looking at my own Bible and um, I'm actually going to to be reading from Psalm 119. But as I go through Psalm 119, it's notorious that there are so many little, little, uh, notations there, little little insertions there, and they all link. Okay, like uh, you know, Psalm one nineteen seventeen. Do good to your servant, and I will live. I will obey your word. Now, um, there's a little N in there. There's a little O in there. And if you ever wonder about what those are all about, all you have to do is look to either the center or the bottom of your page, and it has cross cross references. Uh, Psalm one nineteen seventeen is cross referenced to Psalm thirteen six to Psalm one sixteen seven. Okay. Also, um, it, it, it's referenced to Psalm 103.20. This is a cross-reference, okay? It gives you the other places in God's Word. Every once in a while, there is a dispute or, or there's, there's, a, there's a translation issue that comes up. There's one in verse 37, and if you look at the footnote, it, it talks about that down at the bottom. Those are very handy things to have. Nothing wrong with reference Bibles. Um, but do be careful with some of the special edition Bibles that you get because, y'all, while God's word is inspired, while it's holy and inerrant and inspired, and while there are many, many faithful translations, there are some really interesting study Bibles that are out there that take a certain slant on things, and oftentimes they take things out of context, okay? So, I'm just giving you that warning. And by the way, if you start hearing noise, people are starting to come into the church building here, and I apologize for that. Now, we talked about translations. We talked about tools like commentaries and other things yesterday. 
Now today, let's talk about practices, okay? Some things that you ought to be doing as you go to read God's Word, and soon enough, how to actually read it. We're talking about some do's and don'ts, if you will. But first, let me pray for us. Our Father, as we consider this time that lies before us, we pray that you would be with us in it. Um, as we talk about the ever so important subject of how to read your word, we pray that you would guide us, that you would give us knowledge, that you would give us understanding. As we read your word, let it not just be knowledge that we gain, but instead, let us understand it as it relates to us, as it applies to us. Guide us in understanding your word. It's not possible without your Holy Spirit. So please, fill us now, guide us now. And we pray it in Christ's name. Amen. All right. So how do you read God's words? The next thing I want to talk about is what I call the three P's when it comes to reading God's Word. Perspective, prayer, and practice. Now, those are the three P's. How do you read God's Word well? It starts with perspective, prayer, and practice. Let's start out with the first, perspective. In terms of perspective, I would encourage you to examine yourself and your perspective as to why you read God's Word. You know, and this is a, a separate thing altogether. It's something for you to really dig through as it relates to yourself, as it relates to your motivation. What is your perspective as to why you're reading God's Word? We touched on this a bit yesterday, but if you are reading God's Word as something that's just, you know, a mandatory thing, if you're reading God's Word because it's simply a requirement, it's something that you have to check off of a list, are you reading God's Word in particularly? Are you reading the amount of God's Word that you read because of some sort of arbitrary time limitation? Okay, some people say, I have to read God's Word for X amount of minutes every day. Or they say, I have to read X number of verses every day. Or they might even say, I have to read X number of chapters. Or I have to read through God's word in a year, right? I'm on this year reading plan. Y'all, let me tell you, please don't misunderstand me. There is nothing wrong with a regimented plan for reading God's Word. But if you reduce reading God's Word to just this mandatory requirement thing and you include all this arbitrary stuff, it will affect your perspective when it comes to reading God's Word. All right, Nothing wrong with a regimented plan. And like I said yesterday, there are certainly times when you must read God's Word, even if you don't feel like it. But these arbitrary time limits, these arbitrary reading goals, they become toilsome, okay? They become difficult, and they betray the real purpose of reading God's Word. This is where we ended yesterday. When you read God's Word, and this should affect your perspective, okay? When you read God's Word, you are entering into the presence of God and engaging with the Holy Spirit who illuminates God's Word. It's a holy time when you go to the scriptures. And so your perspective is important. Don't reduce God's word to a chore, okay? But also as it relates to your perspective, examine your heart as it relates to what you really believe about the scripture. The last couple of days, I've thrown a couple of verses out several times, right? Um, Psalm 119, 105. 
Is God's word, as you consider God's word, is it really a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path? Do you view God's word as that integral, as in a dark situation? Yesterday, it was interesting. We, um, If you live in Augusta County, you've probably been to Natural Chimneys. We've lived here for six years, and for whatever reason, it's out toward Mount Solon. Um, I've just never been. I've been by there. I don't know how many times, but we've never been. But Natural Chimneys is this amazing rock formation. It really is neat. It's free to go to, so I'd encourage that. But anyway, um, when you go to Natural Chimneys, there is a portion that doesn't have the fence around, and you can go in, and it's like a little tunnel. And I didn't even know that was there. So guess what? The only thing I had was my phone. And while your phone may be helpful, a little light on it to navigate your house at night, your house that you already know before you turn the light on. Let me tell you, in that tunnel yesterday, and it wasn't very far, and and it still got natural light from the entrance, but the phone was not enough, okay? It was dark in there. And then some little kid comes riding up on a bicycle and yells, there's snakes in there. You know, that that was nice. But anyway, do you treat God's word as an actual light, an important light, so that you will not stumble and fall, so that you will see danger? Is that your perspective? When you read God's word also, another verse I've been thrown out there, it's also from Psalm 119. Are you seeking to hide God's word in your heart so that you won't sin against him? You know, both of these verses and so many others point to what our real perspective should be about God's word, namely, that our reading God's word serves to grow our relationship with the Lord. That reading God's word is that personal time between you and God your Father when you yield to the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. Those things should be part of your perspective. And this is, this is a devotional, y'all. I'm not, I'm not exhausting this idea. We could go on and on about this. But, but that gives you an idea of what your perspective should be. But let's be honest here, really honest. We go to God's word and we never go as a blank slate. We always bring with us the emotions that we're facing, our motivations, um, the problems that we have, the drudgery of life, okay? We go to God's word with all sorts of motivations that run the gambit of human emotions. You can read God's word and, and be really sad. You can read and be angry. You can read and be joyous. You can read and be confused and searching. You can read... And doubt, all at the same time. This, again, is why the first P, perspective, is so important as you go to God's word, so that no matter what emotion you're facing, you approach God's word with trust, with that perspective that this is God's divine revelation to you, his child. Trusting that the Lord will provide, trusting in the authority of God's word, trusting in the faithfulness of God. Trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to illuminate God's word, that the Holy Spirit's going to work. Make sure you have that perspective. Having the proper perspective as you read God's word elevates you beyond the daily grind as well. The the day in, the day out, and it takes you to a spot of intentionality in your relationship with God. And doesn't that sound good? Intentionality. Now, that's the first P as you approach God's word, to read it well. Perspective. The next P is prayer. Yes, indeed, prayer. Do you pray 
before you read God's word? You know, a lot of this, again, the prayer and perspective are linked together. Okay? Do you pray for the Holy Spirit to guide you? I, I, I've, I've thrown that out there a few times. Realize that it is the Holy Spirit that illuminates the word of God. Okay, illuminates as in illumination, turns the light on so that we can see. Before you read God's word, do you ask the spirit to guide you? Do you ask the spirit to show you what the Lord would have you do? Are you submitting? Are you yielding to the spirit? Y'all, I cannot stress how important this is. That's first and foremost. But, but, but as it relates to prayer, there's a load of other things. There's lots of things that you should be praying for. I'll give you another very important one. I've quoted Psalm 119 a couple of times already, but allow me to do so again. In Psalm 119.73, this is what the psalmist writes. He, he, he First he recognizes and then he writes. He says, your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. That's Psalm 119.73. Here, the psalmist asks that the Lord would give him understanding to learn his commands. Now, what commands is he talking about? Well, he's talking about God's word. That's the commands. That's what he's asking the Lord to give him understanding about. But something is revealed here about going to God's word and considering God's commands. And what's revealed is the importance of asking God for understanding, to give you that understanding through the Spirit. My friends, we all face a similar temptation when it comes to reading God's Word. If you pay attention, I did it this morning a little while ago. I often pray about this before sermons on Sunday morning as well, before we read Scripture on Sunday morning. The temptation that we face is to reduce God's Word to gaining mere academic knowledge. Oh my goodness, people treat God's word different all over the place. They, they treat it like a chore. They treat it like it's a mandatory thing. Sometimes people treat it as like an amulet, right? As a, as a talisman that, that my day is just going to go wrong if I don't read the Bible. Well, that's not why your day would go wrong. But anyway, sometimes people treat God's word as just academic knowledge to gain. My friends, what a danger this is that the point of reading God's word is just gaining knowledge. And, and please don't understand me. Gaining knowledge is of vast importance, okay? But knowledge and understanding are not the same. Knowledge gives you proper information. And it's important to have that. If you don't have knowledge, you're in trouble. But understanding applies that knowledge to your life. It applies information. Knowledge gives information. Understanding applies information properly. And there's lots of illustrations of this just in daily life, right? Let's take food as an example. You, you probably know all about the things that you should and you shouldn't eat. It's not that difficult, y'all. Knowledge is not the problem. Look, if it tastes really good, it's probably really bad, okay? That, that's how these things work. Understanding. On the other hand, not only has the right knowledge, but applies it in a real and impactful way. It's not just knowing that you need to be eating lots of vegetables. It's actually eating lots of vegetables. That's understanding. Understanding not only has the right knowledge, but applies it in a real and impactful way. This is why the psalmist prayed for understanding. Understanding that is life-changing. 
Do you take the time to pray that the Lord would help you understand? If you're not doing this, let me encourage you to do so. Now, what else can you pray for? And I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to the time. I know the first two days, I'm, I'm getting back into it. It's much easier to go long than it is to go short. I'm, I'm just telling you, being concise is difficult. And I'm dragging on about being concise, but I'm working hard on this. Um, what else can you pray for? My goodness. As you go to God's word, before you read the first verse, you can pray for so many things, even before picking up the Bible, and you should. You can pray for comfort before picking up the Bible. Whatever emotion you are bringing with you to God's word, you can pray about that emotion. Are you angry? You can pray that the Lord would calm you through reading his word, right? Or spur you on to another level of anger that you'll actually get something done. You can pray for comfort before picking up the Bible. You can pray for correction, that you will be changed, that you will be captive to God's word. And you should pray for that. You can pray for wisdom. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should pray. I can't tell you how many times I talk to people and they're like, well, I just don't understand the Bible. Are you praying for wisdom before you pick it up? Again, are you praying that the Holy Spirit would guide you and are you yielding to the Spirit? You can pray for encouragement. You can pray for courage to read and to understand. You can pray for joy. You know, think of, of all the things that the psalmist writes about. You, you can pray that you'll enjoy God's word. Psalm 1 2, the very second verse in all of the Psalms, talks about the psalmist not only meditating on God's word, but delighting in it. You can pray that God would help you enjoy his word. But what all of these point to, again, is perspective and intentionality. Perspective and prayer go hand in hand when it comes to approaching God's word. And again, the list goes on and on of what you should be praying for as you go to the Bible. And the amazing thing is that in that prayer, your perspective is shaped and my friends, this is how you will enrich your experience with the Bible and enhance your relationship with God. This is not about some secret path. It's not about some stages. And yeah, I know I'm talking about the three Ps there, but y'all, all of this comes down to being intentional about what you're doing when you approach God's word. Now, that's the important thing. But we're going to stop right here. That's all that we have time for today. We'll get into the third P tomorrow. And in fact, we'll talk about actual mechanics of how do you read? And no, I don't mean about vowels and suffixes and all that. We're not talking about phonics. We're talking about how to actually read the word. All right. So let me encourage you today, as you go from here, as you read God's word, consider your perspective right? Where your head is, where your heart is, and take the time to pray before you read and certainly after you read God's word. Now, let me pray for us. Our Father, I thank you so much for this time that you have given to us, and I thank you for everybody here. What a blessing it is to have this time together. Let us be intentional about our relationship with you. Forgive me for times that I have not been. Work in my heart anew today that I would seek your face and do that same thing for all those who desire it. And I pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I'd like to thank you all so much for being a part of this time. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow morning. And, and I try to get this thing uploaded by 6 a.m. And, and usually it is. So 
Hopefully, we will see you again tomorrow. Um, now, tonight, 645, Old Providence, we are starting our study on the book of Hebrews. And y'all, let me tell you, that is an applicable book to today. And I'm really looking forward to this time. So if you're in our area, 645 tonight. Okay. Have a great day.